Listening Dog Media. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The FIFA Women's World Cup 2015. Brought to you by the Offside Rule and Audio Boom. Hello and welcome to another Offside Rule podcast, although we're going to make this one a quick one. It's going to be a preview to England's semi-final game. I can't believe we're uttering the word semi-final um, against Japan. I say quick, although England's journey to the semi-final has been far from quick. They've been in Ottawa a long time. They've moved from Moncton through all the way through to Edmonton via Ottawa, Montreal and Vancouver. Uh, what a journey it's been, Kate Borsay. It certainly has. Um, and as we've gone through the competition with them and we've obviously been speaking to the girls at regular intervals, their steely determination has increased and increased and increased and there's a real sense of inevitability about this. They have their eyes on the prize. The girls want to get back to Vancouver and there's only one way that they can do that. Well, let's talk about the opposition then, Japan, and what we've learnt from England's performances against both Canada and Norway. Have we got something really to be fearful of in the reigning champions? Well, look, Japan are technically probably the best team at this tournament. They play, when you let them, they play really, really beautiful, lovely football, great link-up play, um, straight out of a coaching manual, basically. Um, so I don't think we can let them play their game. When we saw that brilliance against the Netherlands, uh, the Netherlands allowed them to play like that. So part of me thinks, look, don't give them any space. They're a bit like the Barcelona of women's football. You let them play like that and you're going to come unstuck. But... Thinking again about it today, those teams that have beaten people like Barcelona, and I think one of the ways to look at beating Japan is to not even try and nullify them. Sit back, let them do whatever they want to do, tire themselves out, but don't let them get past a very strong defensive wall. So there's a couple of tactics there, and we know from speaking to the girl today that that he's got one, two, or even three plans up his sleeve, Samson. Yeah, we will go on to hear from Lucy Bronze as well as Casey Stoney, which we'll do in just a second uh, ahead of the game. But one of the things that Lucy mentioned was the physicality in England's side. They have been strong. They've been out muscling opposition. And that's going to be something that really unsteadies Japan. So a lot of positives to take there. One other note of caution, I suppose, is what I would say, is the fact that Japan have scored 
goals from seven different players. Mm. So you don't know where those goals are going to come from. Equally, England have scored unpredictable goals. They've scored from set pieces mm. and, and pose a real threat there. They really do. And, and um, like you say, England's goals have surprised and almost caught us unawares when they've come and that's where England have been good and in terms of Samson's tactics he has been surprising teams in terms of um, what he might line up with in the game well he had a similar lineup for Canada as he did to Norway and I, I don't think he'll change too much for Japan I don't think that the masterstroke is in playing a different team the masterstroke is in how we manage Japan. Well, let's cast our assertions then. And if you are downloading this podcast and it's within an hour of kickoff, then <laughs> we we aren't aware of the the team news. But let's let's actually have an educated guess. I should say, given what I've said about Japan, the fact that a physical side might be something that they won't like going up against. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're a fairly short side. Yes. Jill Scott has to start. <laughs> a certain name, certain name on the team sheet. As I said, I mean, I, I don't think that they're going to make too many changes. We know that Karen Bardsley is OK now. She had an allergic reaction in her eye. That's apparently gone down. There may be a few niggles in the squad, so who knows? There may be a little bit of interchanging there where um, you know, perhaps a player who's played a lot of minutes mm-hmm. um, is not played for this game. Jodie Taylor as well, there have been concerns about her and she threw herself around a fair bit in that Canada game um, after that great goal so I'd be interested to see if he starts with Jodie I think if there is a change or two it will be in more of the attacking positions I can't see any changes happening to that back four I can't see much happening in terms of Farrah Williams starting in terms of Jill Scott being there Katie Chapman I I think actually she's probably earned her place yeah and also she was great um, against Canada in just being a very solid presence very experienced presence in that midfield and I think she does a lot and actually she she really fought for the whole uh, game against Canada so I like that and it's important to think about the players that were involved against Japan last time as well we scored two great goals against them in the 2011 World Cup and we actually beat them during the group stage and they were fantastic goals from Ellen and from Rachel Yankee. I'd love to see, of course, I'd love to see Ellen bringing White. Rachel Yankee back. <laughs> no, I'm not. But I'd love to see Ellen White come on um, and uh, score a similar wonder goal. But I think I think she may be used as an impact sub. Um, I'd love to see Enia Luko used as well. Yeah, I, I, I've got a feeling you're going to have the workhorses up front because we're going to have mm. to chase everything down. So if Jodie Taylor can do what she did against Canada, I'm sure she'll start. If that knee is preventing her from doing that, I'm fairly confident that Tony Duggan might be up there instead. So we'll see what happens uh, in terms of team lineup. We'll leave that there and hand over to the girls themselves. So we've got Lucy Bronze. We're going to hear what she thinks going into this Japan game, uh, followed by Casey Stoney. <laughs> Make sure you visit the Women's World Cup channel on Audio Boom for exclusive tournament content. Lucy Bronze, one of the names to come out of this tournament so far. The attention you must be getting from England must be something else, right? Yeah, I think uh, I only really see it on my phone, on Twitter and social media. Uh, but my mum and my family keep me up to date with all the, the news articles and newspapers and stuff, and it, it is it's very overwhelming. Japan, technically one of the best teams at this tournament. How do you set up against them? How do you try and nullify what they're capable of? I think it's important to respect their strengths to start with, and I think that's something that we've done in every single game so far, is we've identified the strengths, and you know we have a few different ways to deal with it. You know, Not just one thing, because if, if that goes wrong, we've got a plan B, we've got a plan C, but not only that, is that we identify the weaknesses of other teams, so as much as Japan are brilliantly technically 
everyone knows that. We've seen it in the games. Probably the best technical team in the world. And we have to respect that. But at the same time, they've got to have a weakness. And it just so happens that their weakness seems to play to England's strengths, which is maybe their height and their physicality. And, and, and that's something that we've shown in other games is we've scored goals from that. We've scored goals from set pieces. You know, we've pushed players off the pitch. We've pu- pushed teams, big, physical, you know, Norwegian, Canadians. We've pushed them off the pitch and, and we've got the win. So... I think this could be an interesting game of two different styles of play. The female take on football. Casey Stoney, it's all about making history. In fact, you've done it already in being the first England senior team to reach a semi-final of a big tournament in 25 years. Does that mean that there's more pressure on you? What's it like to be a part of this team at this moment in time? Just exciting. I don't, you know, I don't think we've seen pressure. I think we've just seen it as an opportunity. Everyone's excited. The pressure's on Japan. They're ranked higher than us. The World Cup champions. We just want to go out and play. We know that we can beat them. We've done it in the past. We now need to do it again to get to a final. What's the mood in the squad like? I'm picking up that you guys are really very calm. I think we're calm because we believe. We absolutely believe we can go all the way. Um, And that's such an empowering feeling. And as players, we're ready. You know, we've worked our whole lives for this. And now we feel like, you know, we need to capitalise and make it our moment. Is there a sense of fate about it? I think there there is an element of fate. But I'm a massive believer you make your own luck. You know, we've got 23 players in this squad that are very talented and worked very hard to get here. And uh, now we're ready to play Japan. You know, that's going to be a really, really tough game. More, you know, more of a test and very different than any test we've played in this tournament. They play fantastic football. They keep the ball so well. You know, I think they're the best footballing team in this tournament by far. Uh, We need to bring our game now and make sure we match it. And we need need to make sure that we, we play the England that plays well and gets a win. And it's about stopping them having that space, isn't it? The Netherlands allowed them far too much space. Australia were better. Is that part of your strategy to try and nullify them from playing that beautiful football that we've seen glimpses of? Yeah, I think you're naive to think you can play them at their own game because they're the best in the world at it. And I think if you open up and play too expansive, they'll exploit you. You know, in 2011, our tactics were spot on. You know, we denied them space and we got two goals on the counter. You know, we've got kind of two game plans for this game and and we're going to bring both game plans the best as we can to, to make sure we win the game. I'm Farah Williams. You're listening to The Offside Rule. We get it out here in Canada. Brought to you by Audioboom. Well, good to hear from Lucy and Casey going into this game. Let's talk about Japan because we're in Edmonton, fairly sleepy Canadian town, (laughs) full of Japanese journalists, it seems. If anyone caught sight of their press conference, it was a full house. (laughs) The Japanese media are here and they probably outnumber us English media 10 to 1. Something like that, yeah. I was at the Commonwealth Stadium today in the te- in the city and um, the guy on the door there who was managing all the accreditations and stuff, he said, he was basically like, they they had more Japanese, about 200, he said to me. Now, I don't know whether it was, it was exactly that many, but he was completely bowled over by the amount of support. And actually, when we caught the plane over here, we were surrounded by Japanese fans. They are a hugely dedicated um, troop of fans, aren't they, the um, Japanese? And of course, they are the reigning world champions as well so who can blame them um in terms of the japan team let's have a quick chat about them of course there was that wonder goal by sakaguchi um against the netherlands where there was you know back pass a little step over just just a couple of moments yeah i was just going to say sakaguchi finished it off but and it was a lovely curled effort 
But wow, what a team goal that yeah, was. It certainly was. And actually, the, the fact that you said earlier, you know, seven different goal scorers for this Japan team. They've also used all three of their goalkeepers as well. Odd. Mm. I think that's quite odd for them to do that. There was there was that awful spill, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, which you think might go down as one of the howlers of the tournament. If they if they go on to win this whole thing and have that performance from the goalkeeper, um, it will be the yin and yang of the tournament. <laughs> yeah, that was Kai Hore, but she had made um, earlier a brilliant save in that game against the Netherlands. Um, Shinobu Ono, she will know some of these English players, of course, playing for Arsenal ladies. As well as Gimi. Mm, absolutely. So um, they will know about us. We'll know plenty about them as well. And I think it will just come down to tactics. Well, tactics is what Kelly Smith's been talking about because she's out with Fox Sports. We heard from her on our other podcast earlier this week. This is part two, if you like, because she actually (laughs) talks about this Japanese team and the threat they're going to pose. Hi, I'm Jade Moore. You're listening to the Offside Rule out in Canada at the Women's World Cup with Audio Boom. Standout performance for you? Obviously, Farron Kirby um, come to light in the first game. So she's done well, but then haven't seen her since. I think Mark's gone with a little bit more experience the later stages. Um, obviously, Jodie Taylor coming up big for the team, nine weeks post-knee surgery. Um, she's a fantastic player um, and new to the scene. So international football is quite fresh and uh, current for her. Um, who else? Jill Scott. You know, I could name pretty much the whole team. They've all done a job um, when asked and you know, had an impact on the game. Let's talk about Japan, because I agree with you. I thought they, they showed the, the Japanese reigning champions as they were against the Netherlands, but then against Australia, I thought they struggled a little bit more. Um, how do you think they will set up against England? Uh, Japan, they'll play the same way. They like to um, you know, keep the same core players, but they've actually used all three goalkeepers, which is strange. Um, but no, they like to play out from the back and play pretty football, small, tight areas. Um, it'd be interesting to see. I, I don't see Japan changing because that's the way that they play. Um, sometimes they've been sending long, long balls into the channels to try and t- turn teams over um, and then press a higher up the pitch. But for me, if England play to their strengths, play a physical game um, and be creative in the final third, like they've been doing with, when Kaz Carney gets on the ball, um, I think you know they could cause another upset. <laughs> Hi, I'm Karen Bardsley, and you're listening to the Offside Rule out in Canada at the Women's World Cup with Audio Boom. I really got the impression, actually, from Kelly Smith that there is an underlying confidence, mainly because of the underlying calm coming Mm. from the England team. Not just from Kelly Smith, from the players. Every single player that we've spoken to said there's almost a sense of fate about this, that that it's it's almost like it's meant to be. And Mark Sampson was asked about this and uh, he he basically said there is something good going on with, with this squad. We know that the squad are very united and I think from what we hear, they are the most united that they've been in a good while and that's down to Mark Sampson and how he manages the team and his um, team of psychologists and the team management as well. Um, real intention, real belief. And as I've said, it's almost it's almost like it's destined. It's, you know, it's meant to be. And that, for me, gives me a brilliant feeling because I don't think I've been around a team, certainly not recently, that's radiated that in such a strong way. 
Well, they are already history makers. They've already made back pages back at home. These are things that we're learning out here from making air calls back to the UK because we had no idea all the uptake that's been going on. But apparently it's been brilliant. So we hope you've been enjoying the Women's World Cup and we hope you've signed Mark Sampson's form to have a lion for the lionesses. (laughs) I have. (laughs) (laughs) well we try and sign a form for a lion every morning Um, I think that was a great initiative by the way Um, trying to get everyone behind the girls and so many aspiring young footballers will want to watch this semi-final it is on late so do you think you you know get that signature on that little form and hand it in the next day can't see anyone's head teachers falling for that. So no doubt we'll, we'll be getting lots of replays of the match the next day. Prediction time before oh. we love and leave everybody. Um, I've been quite vocal in saying to you that I, I think it will go to extra time. Yeah. I think at full time it will be one all. And I think England will win it in extra time before penalties. OK. I am going to go for another two on to England. Why not? Why break the habit? The habit of a great <laughs> 2015 World Cup. By the way, it's also Canada Day tomorrow. Mm. Uh, we've seen all the bunting going up and all the Canada flags. Mm. Apparently there are fireworks set and we're hoping those fireworks are celebratory ones, aren't we, Kate Borsay? We hope it goes off with a bang. The FIFA Women's World Cup 2015. Brought to you by the Offside Rule and Audio Boom. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.